and I can totally relate to that. It like actually brings me back to three years ago when I had two littles when they were 11 months and three and no like real health problems, but like just being a new mom and now having like two humans to take care of, you know, and like that, that self-care can kind of be one of the last things on our mind, especially as women. I think we think about others so much to take care of other people, but if we're not filling our cup, then like, we're not going to be able to provide, you know, for others. This is the auto community podcast. All interviews presented on the Auto Community Podcast are designed to provide information and inspiration only. Guests of the podcast may present opinions and anecdotes that are solely their own. And as always, before beginning any treatment protocol, consult with your preferred medical provider. Hey everyone, it's Erin. Welcome to the Auto Community Podcast. Today's guest is somebody I've known for a while. She is a chiropractor by trade and we're going to be talking about something that is kind of near and dear to my heart. I went through a lot of struggles when my son was first diagnosed with uh, a form of autoimmune encephalitis. It was very difficult. I was relegated to my home really 24 seven, most of the time. And, you know, people would always tell me, well, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do self-care and how important that was. And, you know, that was really hard for me as somebody who found it difficult to get out of my pajamas, especially after my own diagnosis. So uh, one of the things I began doing was to make sure that I got dressed, got up and um, put on some makeup because that really made me feel like I was participating in life, that I wasn't just surviving uh, each and every day. So I'm really excited to talk to Tanya about how we can make sure that the stuff that we're putting on our face to make ourselves feel good about ourselves, you know, inside and out is something that's beneficial and clean and is not going to harm us even further. So welcome to the show, Dr. Tanya. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. So if you could speak a little bit to what I'm talking about. So a lot of my listeners are people struggling with autoimmune disease and like I said, it, it becomes a, a real challenge when, when people say you need to do self-care, you know, that looks different for everybody, but for somebody who like I was, is having trouble getting out of their pajamas on a daily basis, you know, what are some of these beauty routines that we can do that might just help us, you know, just wash your face, right? Wasn't there a book about that yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that and how that can help with the, the rush of endorphins and getting people to feel better from an emotional standpoint too. Yeah, absolutely. And I can totally relate to that. It like actually brings me back to three years ago when I had two littles, when they were 11 months and three and no like real health problems, but like just being a new mom and now having like two humans to take care of, you know, and like that, that self-care can kind of be one of the last things on our mind, especially as women. I think we think about others so much to take care of other people, but if we're not filling our cup, then like, we're not going to be able to provide, you know, for others. So that's actually when I got introduced to this company, uh, the skincare and makeup company called crunchy, because I was like, you know what, I'm going to be 40 soon. I need to start doing something for myself. <laughs> you know, like I have no routine. I actually stopped wearing makeup completely for two whole years because I knew what was in the 
conventional products and I didn't feel comfortable using them. But I also knew that the clean products I had tried didn't really perform. And I, I was like, why was I going to spend time putting on this, these products if it looked like I didn't have makeup on or it wasn't lasting or it just wasn't performing and doing what I wanted it to do. So that's actually why I got into this in the first place, being a, a mom and having two young kids. And so I think like what you said is really important. We want to make sure we're doing self-care, but we don't want to be adding to the body burden, which is the toxicity in our body. We don't want to be adding to that. And it's difficult because there's a lot of products out there today that say they're clean, but they're actually not. And that's what I learned three years ago was that just because something says all natural or botanically based or contains this and this doesn't mean it's necessarily clean. And that's when I began the journey of like really diving into ingredient labels, turning over the label, seeing what's inside and then deciding, am I going to use this product or not? And so I like to help moms now navigate this because it can be overwhelming, you know? So I think kind of to answer your question, when I do my makeup in the morning, I always feel better. And sometimes it's like in the middle of the day, I do it. It still makes me feel better, but it's like, whatever you can do it, do it. And just like little baby steps really do add up. So don't think it has to be like a complete overhaul all at once, like replace things as you go and don't let it overwhelm you because that can add to the stress, you know? So let's talk about a little bit of, you know, what are the detriments of utilizing some of the more conventional products on the market, even the ones that may, might say that they're all natural or, you know, the, the typical things that you would find in Sephora or something like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, so first of all, I'll say that there's a lot of things we can't control. Like the air we breathe outside is can't really control what that, what that looks like for us. If you're near a big city, that's going to be even more, you know, detrimental, but there are things that we can control. So knowing that you have the power to control certain things is really, you know, exciting and it's, it makes you feel better. So there is a, a list of ingredients, but I would say there's like a top five ingredients to avoid. Um, and I talk about these, um, I actually have a newsletter and I send it out and just to kind of like break it down for people, make it easier. I try to say like five top, you know, this top five to, to consider when you're looking at an ingredient list. And I would say, one big one would be phenoxyethanol. I didn't know about this ingredient until three years ago. It's basically the original paraben. So companies got really smart. They were like, you know what? People know about parabens now. They're staying away from them. Let's be paraben free. But what they did was they replaced parabens with phenoxyethanol, which is basically the exact same thing. So what it does is it disrupts the endocrine system in the body, your glands and your hormones in your body. And it can wreak havoc, it can cause autoimmune, it can cause infertility, it can cause skin issues, digestive problems, like all these different things. So phenoxyethanol is a big one. And if you, it says that like under 1% is safe, but if you look at your products and you notice how many products have this ingredient in it, it really does add up. So it's really not 1% anymore. It's, you're getting a lot of exposure over a lot of, a lot of time. So mm. on that would be that one. Um, number two, I would say perfume or fragrance. And that's in a lot of different products, not just your bath and body works, but a lot of different products that are clean, right? They say they're clean, but if you turn the label over, you'll see fragrance perfume. And one of the big examples of this is I always like say is that when I go to a hotel and if I like, I always bring my own stuff, but if you like, you, you could say the Ritz Carlton and look at their shampoo and body wash, and it'll always have fragrance in it. And fragrance is really, really an important ingredient to avoid because it can actually hide 3000 different chemicals inside of it. And the FDA does not have to disclose, well, the FDA does not regulate it. So the, the company does not have to disclose what is actually in that fragrance. So it could be mm -hmm. any. So that's a big one. That's a huge um, endocrine disruptor, hormone disruptor. 
And the next one I would say would be talc. You know, Johnson and Johnson finally removed talc from their baby powder because there was a ton of lawsuits, but companies are still using it in their pressed powders and things like that. And it can cause cancer. It's not safe. And there are far better things that you can put in your product besides talc that will do the same thing or better. Let's see, parabens, of course, a lot of people know about that, but parabens are in the body. They are looked at as estrogens and the body can create autoimmunity, right? It's if, if anything in the body that's not self, right? The body's going to start to attack. And, you know, you're the, you're the master on this. Um, Aaron, you know, a lot about autoimmunity because of what you're, what you went through, what you help people with. So it's like anything that you put in your body, that's not natural, right? Is, is looked at as a, a foreign body and the body's going to start to attack it. So parabens is a huge one that luckily a lot of people know about now, but still a lot of companies put parabens in their products anyway. And then the last one, probably PEGS, P-E-G. If you ever see P-E-G with a number on the label, that is highly toxic because it can cause 1,4-dioxane. And there's been a lot of news about 1,4-dioxane and why you want to avoid it, like in sunscreen and dry shampoo. And the problem with this, it's not really an ingredient, it's a byproduct, but a company won't list this on a label, but Mm -hmm. it causes major toxicity in the body, cancer, autoimmune, things like that. So PEGS are one of those things that release this um, 1,4-dioxane. So I would definitely avoid anything that has that in on the label. So, yeah. So, so obviously there, there's, we could go on and on and on about a slew of additional issues. Where's the best place people could learn about that? Would that be like somewhere like environmental working group or something like that? Where, where do you typically go for that kind of information? Great question. Um, so EWG or environmental working group, I always say it's a good starting place, but not the be all end all. The way I like to use it is looking up individual ingredients. And why is I don't use it to look up product brands because brands can pay for a better rating with EWG and they can pay to be verified by EWG, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a cleaner product. So with the EWG, I definitely, the way I do it is in my like search bar, whether it's like DuckDuckGo or Google, I'll just put like phenoxyethanol, EWG, and then it'll basically tell you the rating of that ingredient. So it's a little bit of like a cumbersome, you know, process, but that's the way I use it. And I have a Facebook group called Discover Beauty From Within. I've had it for three years. There's three years of content in there. And I encourage people to use the search bar in there because there's tons of research about different ingredients and what to avoid, what to look for when you're looking at your products. Because even a um, an ingredient like Japanese honeysuckle, it sounds really clean but we actually avoid it because it actually can be um, contaminated. So there's a lot of, a lot to it. Um, so that's my, my group is a great resource too. If anyone wants to join that, I have like my knowledge plus the other advocates that are on crunchy, you know, on my team basically that have done research. So we all kind of share information, which is really a nice resource. And then crunchy, the um, uh, company I partner with, they have a banished list on their website where you can actually look and see which ingredients they banish. I, I talk a lot about, the regulation that we have here versus the European Union. And like, they're not perfect by any means, but like 1600 chemicals are banned in the EU and 11 are banned in the US. So like we have a lot of work to do to really educate ourselves. But yeah, there are tools out there for sure. And um, you want to look for certain things you want to look for with companies. You want to make sure that they're using certified organic ingredients when possible. Third-party testing for heavy metals is huge. Like you'd be surprised how much of us have heavy metal toxicity. And some of it can come from the personal care products that we're using personally. So yeah, those are a couple of, um, of tips. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Non-GMO ingredients is also important. 
And yeah, I think that's, those are my top. So thinking about, you know, like you said, with the, with the EU and their regulations versus ours, I, you know, I think just like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, you know, we have captured organizations, people that are essentially being paid by, you know, big ag, big food, you know, large corporations who love to pay for good publicity, essentially. <laughs> So um, is there a way for people to be actively involved in, you know, helping this fight against FDA and things like that? We, we just talked about that on another podcast with homeopathy. So is there um, any way that you know that people could get involved with local governments and things like that? That's a good question. So you moved from California, right? I did. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of not so great things about California. <laughs> However, in terms of like product ingredients, we're actually leading the way. Like I like hate to see a certain someone's name on these bills, but he has actually signed bills to limit the use of um, like forever chemicals and things like that in our products here. <laughs> That's one good thing. Um, mm -hmm. So let me think there is, gosh, what's the name of the organization? We used to partner with them. I might have to get back to you with it, but they do a lot of like in the fight for changing the regulations and things like that. I can't believe I can't remember right now. We used to, I think we still partners with them. So I would say that for sure. And there is always going to be that, like our, our own responsibility, right? Because there's going to be that corruption and things that we can't control. So sure, really like us being educated is going to be like our best tool to kind of moving forward, fight this because right. they don't care about, our health, like people, they want us to be sick. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, we take control of our health and um, just know what we're doing and what we're buying. And it's always changing. So just like keeping in, in the know and um, always asking questions. You know, I always say too, like, if you have a product and you have a question about the ingredients, or maybe it says, maybe it says fragrance on it, but like natural, you can always email the company and say, can you please disclose like what exactly this fragrance is? And if they tell you, then that's great. And you can support that company, right? If you choose, if they don't, and they kind of like walk around it, then that's a sign to be like, yeah, I'm not going to purchase your product. So that that's a really good tool to have too. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, our votes really count when it comes to our dollars, you know, yeah. so many of the things that we purchase, that's really what's going to make the difference. If we stop purchasing the things that we don't feel are good for our health and ultimately, you know, we put those companies out of business. Okay. So ultimately when it comes to all of these products, you know, I think a lot of people think very diligently, especially in the autoimmune world about what they're putting in their bodies, but not necessarily what they're putting on their bodies. Why is that important? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there's different absorption rates based on where on your skin you're applying products. Um, the thinner the skin, usually the quicker it absorbs into your bloodstream. So you know, just as important or equally as important is what you're putting on your body. Because when you're eating food, your body is going to process it. Your liver is going to remove any toxins that it can. It's going to go through your whole digestive process before it makes its way to your bloodstream. However, products that we apply to our body, they go basically directly into our bloodstream. So it's really important. We don't have that liver to readily detoxify it right away. So, you know, I talked about body burn a little bit in the beginning, but it was a new term to me about three years ago. So body burden is basically the sum of all the toxins in your body at any particular time. 
And so the liver is designed to get rid of toxins, but we don't want to overload it. Like it can only do so much. So we really need to be diligent about, like you said, the foods that we're eating, but also the products that we're using every single day, both on our body, body, but also around us. So like there was a study done that our indoor um, air is actually more polluted than our outdoor air. And it's like, if you think about the candles, the Glade plugins, the scents, all these things that are in our homes. And like, I've become so sensitive. I'm sure you too. I'll go into a house and if I smell it, like I literally get a headache in two seconds. <laughs> and these people are living with these scents. Like even we were at Christmas, we were at my um, my husband's best friend's house and they had this Glade plug-in that like poofed air like every two minutes. And I'm like, oh goodness. I'm like, how are these people living with this, you know, these, these uh, fragrances? And the thing with the Glade plug-ins is it, it's heating up the fragrance too, which is making it even more toxic. So just the more, you know, and it's like, don't beat yourself up about things you didn't know before. Like we're always on this journey of discovery and learning and every single switch you make is like adding up. It really is, you know, look at the big picture. So for somebody who's just starting out, who, you know, maybe is new to this whole journey, what would you recommend? How do you recommend that they start? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a couple of things I tell people. Number one is like replace things as you run out. So like your Dawn dish soap runs out, you know, then go look for a better dish soap. And I have, a, I have a toxin-free master list. So I try to help people like try to true things that are clean, but actually work. So I'd switch out your dish soap, or maybe it's your foundation and you'd switch that out. The second tip that I give people is whatever is like uh, going over the most surface area. So maybe it's body lotion, right? You're putting it all over your body. Maybe you want to replace that first. Another thing would be like, if you're using powder products and they have talc in them, that would be a really good thing to replace too. Lipstick is a good swap because you're literally ingesting it. So a lot of lipsticks, especially red ones, have um, contamination of lead in them. So yeah, just don't be overwhelmed and just whatever's most important to you, you can swap that out first and find ways to get discounts on products, like all the things. (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes to uh, skincare, what is it that we should be doing and on a regular basis in order to just I'm not talking about like, you know, I really, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the regimens become overly complicated and there's, you know, 10 different things that you're supposed to put on and one thing in the morning and one thing at night and one thing to help with, you know, shininess. And, you know, it's, it's just like becomes, like you said, very overwhelming. So what are the the first few steps people can do to clean their, their skincare uh, regimen? I love this question because I am such a minimalist. And when I joined Crunchy for years ago, they only had facial bars, a day cream, a night cream, and sunscreen. And that was it. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> like that, I don't want to be overwhelmed. Right. And then slowly they've added in certain things, but it's got it's given me time to kind of get used to more products. And some people love a huge skincare routine. Some people are very minimal and just want a few steps. And everyone's skin is different. So we actually just created some graphics with crunchy skincare. And like, if you have dry skin, these are the top products we suggest because it really can be a customized thing for you. So for me personally, I have more time usually in the morning to do my skincare than at night. Sometimes at night, my kids are like done and I have to just like wash my face and get in bed. (laughs) So really do whatever works for you. I love uh, Crunchy's cleansing bars because they're super easy. They're, um, they're no waste. So they're a bar form. The paper is recyclable. So literally after your bar is done, you can recycle it and you're good to go. Um, It lathers really nicely. It's super easy for me. That was like a no brainer. And then you can 
you know, Clairolite is a probably my favorite crunchy product, uh, skincare product. It's a facial essence toner. So it's kind of like a two in one or more than two in one. So it'll like get whatever the cleanser didn't get off, it will remove. It also balances the pH of your skin. If it's really great for everybody because if you're dry, it will balance you out to normal. If you're oily, it will also help you get some more normal. Plus it will add back hyaluronic acid and willow and birch, which is really great. And then I would say like a good moisturizer. If you're really dry, you could do the night cream twice a day because it's thicker. If you're more oily, you could do the day cream twice a day, or you could use as, you know, as recommended day and night. And that could be it for you. You know, um, we do have like a really awesome scrub that you can use a couple times a week if you want to treat yourself. So it's really like customized to, are you looking for anti-aging? Are you looking for, you know, help with rosacea or eczema? Like what is your skin type? And so I have like a skincare quiz that I will send people and I'll, I'll create something for them. Cause I know it can be overwhelming and, you know, people want that customized one-on-one help. So if you go into Sephora or something like that, someone can be there to help you. So I always try to provide that to people so that they can kind of make the best decision for them. Yeah. I will say that I was a little bit reluctant at first because I was used to using, you know, like a, an oil-based cleanser or a gel-based cleanser or something like that. And so when I first heard about crunchy and the fact that they're using a bar soap, to um, wash your face. And, and it was, yes, it's oil-based, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But it's a, it's a bar and it's incredibly easy and very simple. And I think ultimately, you know, for, for those of us who are struggling, who don't have a whole lot of time, it's really, really important to be able to just take those couple of minutes to, you know, just wash your face. Like if that's all you have time for. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I, I have never read the book, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a book called like girl wash your face or something like that. And I don't know anything about it. So I'm not advocating for the book or anything like that, but just saying like that whole concept of, you know, Hey, it's going to make you feel better. Just, you know, take that, you know, moment that you have for yourself because it's so important. Okay. So we've talked about the ingredients that you want to avoid. And what about some of the ingredients that perhaps will help with the skin as far as nourishing from the outside in? So what are, what are some of those key ingredients that we should be looking for? A great question. So a lot of like the oils are really good for our skin. Um, so like jojoba and our new, I am the bomb is an oil-based cleanser and it's based, it's almond oil. And then squalene is really good. It helps with your natural skin barrier. Hyaluronic acid is great for the skin. We crunchy avoids uh, retinol. And I, I know, I know a lot of skincare companies really like push retinol and talk about retinol and the benefits. However, it can make your skin really sensitive to the sun. So we, that's on our banish list just because for us, it's not worth it. Cause there's other things you can use instead. So um, hyaluronic acid is really great for the skin. There's green tea in our eye cream. So to really help with like puffiness and um, like under eye circles, let me think what else. So our, I am the bomb, which is our facial cleanser. It is uh, oil-based and it's yellow because it has a uh, turmeric in it, which is really great for uh, inflammation in the body. So I really love that about it. Use a towel that you don't mind. I mean, it's supposed to come out, but I think it's stained a couple of my towels. So. <laughs> towel that you don't mind. <laughs> Maybe a black towel. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so that we use turmeric and like everything you smell in crunchy is going to be an organic essential oil, which I really appreciate that. Our um, director of product development were, used to work for an oil company. So he's really 
stringent in picking his um, essential oils that are in our products. So everything you smell, whether it be the night cream that has organic lavender or organic rose or the day cream that has organic or orange oil, it's always going to be coming from an essential oil and not from a fragrance, which I really like. And Crunchy is really stringent on their ingredient standards. So if you go to the website and you see like out of stock, it's usually because we don't want to just put anything in our products. We want to make sure that we are choosing the best, the safest and highest performing ingredients. And just with the product shortages and like what's been going on in our world, it's been a little difficult to kind of source some of the ingredients. So instead of cutting corners, Crunchy says like, we're going to back order it. We're going to put it on hold. And once we get it back in, then we'll bring it back again. So I really appreciate that about the company. Yeah. I really have noticed. So, I mean, I've utilized just about every, you know, so-called natural makeup, gotten them online. I've gotten things, you know, high-end, you know, beauty supplies. I've gotten things at Whole Foods and, you know, all of those kinds of places and things that I've picked up off the shelf thinking, okay, well, I'm looking at the ingredients. This looks like it's probably a little bit better than uh, some of the other things. but. Um, One thing I've really appreciated about, especially the makeup, because I feel like that's the area that so many of the more natural companies really struggle in. They might make a really good cleanser or something like that, but when it comes to the makeup, it's not quite as clean and, or it just doesn't really work. So, you know, a lot of the things that I've used over the years have just been, you know, as far as face makeup goes, really cakey or, you know, or it's, it's like, why did I bother putting it on? Because it doesn't look like anything, um, those kinds of things. And one of the things that I've really appreciated about the face makeup with crunchy is like, I feel like I'm wearing makeup. Like I, I look like I'm wearing makeup. I feel like I'm wearing makeup and, you know, so many of the other products out there, I, I couldn't say the same thing, or I could say, yeah, I definitely look like I'm wearing makeup, but it's, you know, it's getting in the creases and like drying out and just looking very, not very, um, fresh, I guess. I just like, it almost wears off almost instantaneously. So is there something specific, like how have they been able to accomplish that in your opinion? Mm-hmm. So I will say that what changed my opinion of clean beauty was crunchy foundation. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like this exists. I can't believe this exists. Cause I, I could, and I think that's actually why they developed crunchy in the first place. The two founders, it's two moms, Melanie and Kelly, they were friends. They met at like a mom's night out, but they both didn't want to go to, <laughs> and, um, they were in a direct sales company and they were like, their direct sale company was going towards nutrition and they didn't want to do that. So anyway, they were like looking for makeup that performs that also had good ingredients. And I think found, I'm pretty sure foundation was like their first product that they introduced because they mm-hmm. look fine. And so I think they're very stringent with ingredients, right? I said that, but also, so crunchy is a combination of certified organic, but we also have safe synthetic ingredients in the products, which means that they are heavily tested. Like they're not toxic, they're toxin-free. And I'll, I'll talk about the difference between non-toxic and toxin-free in a second, but they're toxin-free but they're, they are synthetic, but they are toxin-free. And so I think the combination of the certified organic ingredients and the um, safe synthetic ingredients is what makes the products perform and be clean. They're very smart. They're a debt-free company. So they don't need to cut corners to put crap ingredients in the products. You know, like a lot of companies, I think will try to save some money and will put in something to keep it 
cheaper, but it's toxic. So we make sure that we use like the highest level, um, everything third-party tested and things like that. So that we know that everything that goes in the products is safe, but it's also performing. So like those, there are three things like safety, performance, and sustainability. Those are the three things that were really important for Crunchy. And they really stuck by that. Um, the two founders are still heavily involved in the company. It hasn't been sold to like a big corporation and like that. So it's like, they have their hands in everything. We have the opportunity to talk to the founders every other week, which is really awesome. So they've really just stayed true to, you know, the mission of the company and not wavering from that. And that's what I really, really appreciate because people are smart. They, they, they want to know what's in the products they're researching. And one thing I will say, kind of a sidebar, if you're looking at a, a product and it's really hard to find their ingredients on their website, or if you have to become a member to see the ingredients, like run. So I love Crunchy because like li literally on the website, you go to the product, you click on ingredients, you can see all the ingredients, not just the key ingredients. Cause that's another thing that companies will do sometimes. It's like, they'll easily show you the key ingredients, but they won't show you the full list. So it's really important to know what's in your product. So I think that was part of it. They're, um, they make sure every product when they're creating it, that they are, that goes through a whole testing procedure, like making sure it works and things like that. So they're really like the people on the corporate team and then the steps they take to make sure the products work and are safe is just like out of this world. Amazing. So, yeah. So um, let's uh, talk about what you just mentioned. So what's the difference between non-toxic and toxin-free? So I learned about this three years ago. My mind was like totally blown. Um, so basically non-toxic just means that basically in a study, if you have a non-toxic product, it means that like less than 50% of the population didn't have a reaction or like basically could have died or whatever. Like they could still say, oh, it's non-toxic, but for toxin-free, that means that it's like completely toxin-free. It means that it's not going to cause a reaction. It's not, it is completely safe. And so it's, it's difficult because those two those two terms really do sound synonymous, but they're not, they're completely different. And so I stopped using non-toxic because of that, that reason, it doesn't really mean that it's safe versus toxin-free, which is completely toxin-free. Yeah. I, I think that's important. You know, the languaging on all of the packaging is so important. Just like when we buy something that says natural, which has no legal uh, definition, you know, according to the FDA, you can put natural on just about anything, as long as it came from nature originally. And, uh, you know, it can be bastardized in whatever way they want it to be. So it's, it's just really, I think it's very important for us to be savvy consumers and understand what it is that we're purchasing by, by looking at the label, seeing what it says and understanding what that actually means. So that's really, really important. I love that. Yes. Okay. So let's just give kind of a brief overview of a daily routine. What does that look like utilizing crunchy products and how, let's say, you know, for somebody really struggling and, you know, just needs to start. They just need to get out of their pajamas, take a shower, put, you know, put on a little bit of makeup and make themselves feel good again. Where do they start? So I would first kind of decide between the, the different cleansers that we have. And so what I typically do is I have a charcoal facial bar, which is charcoal is great for pulling toxins out of the skin. So really great for anybody, but especially people that are acne prone or have combination skin. So I'll use my charcoal bar at my sink at night to take off my makeup. And then I have a gentle bar in my shower to kind of wash in the morning. 
So that's kind of where I start. Um, we also have a Littles bar. So we have a Littles line. It's two products right now. It's slowly growing, but the Littles bath bar, our whole family uses it for our body, but I do recommend it to some people as a face wash too. Um, especially if you have really dry skin, it's really nourishing. It's got colloidal oatmeal. It's just like a great bar to use. Like some people actually prefer it over our gentle bar. And then maybe you want, I'll also talk about a little bit about I am the bomb because some people are used to an oil-based cleanser and that's what they want to use. Um, I will say if you are wearing crunchy eyebrow pencil or eyeliner, you are going to want the bomb because it is oil, only oil-based cleanser will take it off. So I'll start by saying you never want to buy a mascara that is waterproof because in order to make it waterproof, you have to put something toxic in it. However, to make eyeliner waterproof and eyebrow pencil waterproof, you don't need a toxic ingredient. It's just a different part of the body. And so our eyebrow pencil and eyeliner is waterproof. And so usually our bars won't, won't take it off. So you do need an oil-based cleanser to remove it. So you could use coconut oil. You could use our little super serum, which is an oil. Or you could use I am the bomb and basically just remove, easily remove your eye makeup. I am the bomb is also great for people who are actually, if you're really oily, this sounds really weird, but if you actually apply oil-based cleanser and you're really oil, oily, it will actually tell your body not to produce so much oil. So it will actually make you more balanced. So that's like a thing I've learned that I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> didn't know that before. So, but if you're dry, it's also really great to use the, I am the bomb because it will give your skin those oils it needs. And so I would just pick one of those cleansers that's best for you or a combination. You can do a double cleanse as well, which would be like washing your face twice or using the oil cleanser and then a bar, but to keep it simple, just pick one. And then you can choose to do the Clarolite with a um, organic cotton round. And it's really cool to see like what comes off after washing. Just any of that like dirt and grime that's kind of stuck under the skin. It's also, so it's an exfoliant. So it's uh, exfoliates chemically with not chemicals, but with the hyaluronic acid and the other ingredients in the product. But it's also a physical exfoliant because of the pad you're using. And then you could moisturize. You could stick in some golden light if you wanted, which is our peptide serum. So if you're wanting to, have your body create more collagen, more elasticity in the skin, because that's going to decrease as we age. Golden light is a great product to help to just create more collagen in the skin, which I really love. You could go with or without eye cream and then moisturize. As far as makeup goes, I really, really love our primer. I try to wear primer even on days that I don't wear makeup because it's just so soothing. It has fresh aloe in there. It is a little tacky at first and then it'll dry, but basically it kind of forms a barrier between your skin and the environment. So it protects your skin, nourishes it. It fills in any fine lines, large pores, things like that. And then our foundation, and the great thing about our products is they're so, they're, the ingredients are so good that you don't need a ton of product. And so when looking at investing into your skincare or your makeup, you want to look at, don't just look at the cost of the product, but also how long it's going to last me. And so because the products are so good, you don't need a ton. So I wish I had a foundation right here to show. Well, um, oh yeah, I'm on. Continued. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the foundation, you just need the tiniest bit of foundation and it literally can give you medium to full coverage on your skin. So I really liked that about the foundation. Like the foundation bottle can last you six months, nine months, a year or more because you're not using a ton of it. And so you could just leave it at that. Or if you want to play around with some eye makeup, you know, we have eyeshadows, there's blush, there's bronzer, lip crayons, which are newer products, which they're real wood pencils and just 
I think lips, lipstick and mascara are like probably my two favorite makeup items next to foundation because it could just make you look alive and feel good. So our mascara is great. It comes in a glass tube. We didn't really talk about this, but packaging is really important when it comes to your products because you could be using organic products, but they could be in plastic, which is leaching into your products, which you don't want either. So, so happy to say that Crunchy uses glass as their primary packaging or paperboard or uh, plant packaging. And we have 0% of plastic in our primary packaging. So that's really important, not only for our environment, of course, it's important for our environment, but also for your products, because you want to keep your products as pure as possible. So, um, yeah. Okay. So a question that people ask a lot, and I see people struggle with is sunscreen. So I know that the vast majority of sunscreens on the market, uh, do contain multiple carcinogens, things that actually encourage the growth of things like melanomas and stuff like that. So how do we find safe sunscreens and, and utilize them when necessary? I always tell people, look, you know, for the most part, unless you're going to be sitting out in the direct sunlight for hours on end, you know, a sunscreen isn't really necessary. We're, our body is really designed to absorb sunlight. We're designed to, you know, tan or melanin, you know, (laughs) it's doing what it needs to do. It's not just, you know, you know, attempt or anything like that. That's, you know, that's how our skin protects us. So what, what about sunscreen? Where do we find a good sunscreen? What are the, some of the ingredients to avoid there? And, and what is one of the key ingredients, let's say in the, in the crunchy products? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. I mean, sunlight is amazing. I always tell people if you can get out in the morning, like 10 minutes of direct sunlight is so good for your health and vitamin D and all that. And so with sunscreen, there's two different types. There's going to be a chemical sunscreen or a mineral-based sunscreen and chemical-based sunscreen you want to avoid because like you said, it will, it can create more, you can be more likely to develop cancer with those ingredients. So things like avobenzene in sunscreen, you definitely want to avoid. And that's going to be in most of your conventional sunscreen that you'll see at the, you know, drugstore or grocery store, things like that versus a mineral sunscreen, which is usually going to be zinc oxide. It's going to be the typical ingredient in a mineral sunscreen. And so the problem, sometimes the problem with uh, zinc is that it can be very white, (laughs) hard to rub in, create like a white cast on your skin. And so first thing with, uh, Zinc, you want to make sure it's non-nano zinc because you don't want it to go into your bloodstream. So nano is just meaning the size of the particles. If it's nano, it's going to be small enough to penetrate. Non-nano is going to be too large to penetrate. So it's going to basically just create a barrier on your skin. And so as far as facial sunscreen, I love crunchy sunscreen because it is SPF 30, comes in glass, and it has non-nano zinc oxide. And It was always really good, our formula, but they recently changed it so that now there's a new technology in it where the zinc is easily absorbed into your skin. So no more white cast, no more of that. Like it literally rubs in so smoothly. I usually mix it with my daylight day cream, um, but you can apply it separately as well. Just know that if you're mixing it, it will dilute the SPF a little bit. And people ask a lot about like moisturizer, sorry, um, foundations with SPF and things like that. The reason why we don't do that is because it dilutes the percentage. We want to keep it pure. So sunlight is our sunscreen product. It's really great as a daily um, facial sunscreen, but like you, I usually wear it when I'm 
the sun. If I'm going to be like in my office adjusting patients all day, I usually don't put it on. And so I also use it on my kids, like on their face or their shoulders. And then as far as like a body sunscreen, there's a few that I really like. Think Baby is one of them. There's also Think Sport. They both can be used on adults too, even though it says baby. Bobble, botanicals. And then I think All Good is the other one. Those are all really good for body sunscreens. And All Good even makes the one that is a spray-on, which I don't typically prefer as far as like toxicity, but it is safe. If your child needs one for like summer camp or something like that, that's a good um, brand that you can usually buy at like a healthy food store, like Sprouts or something like that. Yeah. I, I, just talking about zinc makes me think of in the nineties, everybody had like, you know, that like the zinc, they, you know, it's brightly colored. I mean, I'm aging myself right now, but <laughs> people used to used to put it on their, on their nose and, you know, and it was like bright pink um, or, you know, bright uh, green or something like that. They would have these like, you know, and then you would rub it in and eventually it would rub in, but God only knows what else was in there. Right. I mean, they were like neon colors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely just dated myself, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go over um, where people can find you, how people can access the crunchy products and learn more about, you know, um, how to clean their beauty routine, whether or not they utilize crunchy or not. That's really not the point of this podcast. I just wanted to bring awareness to the fact that, you know, essentially we need to be cognizant of what we're putting on our skin. And especially when you're struggling with autoimmune issues, you know, it's so, so important to, to understand not only what you're ingesting, but you know, what you're putting on your skin, what you're breathing in, you know, in the house and those kinds of things. So, you know, in the future, you know, be interviewing other people who can talk about things like, you know, um, Glade plugins and all of those things and, and uh, why we want to avoid all of those different um, endocrine disruptors. So where can people learn more? Where can they find you? And uh, where can they uh, look to see if they want to purchase uh, any of the crunchy products? Okay. So I have a, my Facebook group is a really great resource because I don't just talk about crunchy in there. It's all things toxin free. So anything from like your, your cooking pans to, you know, your personal care products to whatever. So that's discover beauty from within. It's a private group. And so if you just say my name or Aaron's name, I'll know where you came from. That's a great resource. And way to find information. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Dr. Tanya Clean Beauty. So it's D-R, no period, D-R Tanya, T-A-N-I-A, Clean Beauty. That's the Instagram. And then let's see, as far as purchasing products, you can go to discoverbeautyfromwithin.com or Erin is a client of mine. So you could actually use her referral link and she would get $10 in crunchy cash and you would get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. So that's always fun. Give 10, get 10. So there's that. And then I'm also, I don't know when you're going to be airing this, but I have a, a workshop going on right now. It's going to be all week, uh, but it's, it's accessible after. And we basically just do like different tutorials. It's actually all about self-care this month because of um, Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, it's for the love of clean beauty is the name of the group, but I can give that information later. So yeah. So um, as always, go ahead and um, look in the show notes. I'll have all of that information posted again. Um, you know, like Tanya said, 
if you are interested in the crunchy products full disclosure i'm not uh, a representative or anything like that for crunchy um but if you do use the referral link then uh you know i will benefit and so will you so we'll both get ten dollars off uh which i would greatly appreciate because you know uh i like to do my self-care and uh, <laughs> when get get me some makeup uh whenever i can so Thank you, Tanya. Is there anything you would like to say to our uh, listeners today? Any uh, wisdom you'd like to impart on them? I would just say, just to be cautious, you know, sometimes we can get so focused on ingredients and like, kind of like even in the fear mode. Um, so just be cautious because, you know, our bodies are made to be self-healing, self-regulating, right? And there's physical, emotional, and chemical stresses that affect us. So we just want to be careful not to be so focused on the chemical stress that we create more emotional stress in our body. So, you know, 80, 20, like know that like 80% of the time you can try your best and do, do great. But 20% of the time, like go have that ice cream or, you know, treat yourself to a coffee or whatever it is. Like we don't want to be perfect and we don't want to try to be perfect because that can cause as much damage in our bodies as the chemical stress can. So you guys are all amazing um, for you, for just, wanting to learn more and plugging in and take care of yourself and your families. And so um, just sending you guys all the love and thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thanks everyone. Thank we'll see you next time.